Greetings from Sanford. Sanford has uh, one of the best restaurants in all of Central Florida. Hollerbox, that German restaurant's amazing, amazing. Uh, and so, now you know where I'll be spending the next couple days. <laughs> Those pretzels and the chicken schnitzel will be calling my name. So I took a week off because I've just been hitting the podcast with just grim news after grim news. And I was going to hit the podcast with more grim news. So I decided to take a week off. So to, to let everybody, those that listen, the three of you, to relax before I can feed you more bad news about Florida. But it's the truth. I am fearful for what is happening in the Sunshine State. Right now, we have seen a government that has been poisoned by white supremacists. And as a result, the bills are full of poison and they are affecting all, you know, Floridians. Whether or not they even realize it. And we have reached a point in which, you know, legal legal and illegal immigrants are just leaving the state because they're just, they're petrified. They're petrified at what is happening. The Some of the bills that are passed are absolutely ridiculous. Some of the worst bills in the entire country. Some of the worst bills this century. And as a result, you know, we're once again vilifying the migrants that are seeking a better life. We're vilifying the people who may not have the paperwork. But it's because the process of becoming legal Americans is so difficult and complicated. Nobody wants to live incognito for generations. These people want to become American citizens. They want a new life. But Florida politically not only does not want to give them the chance, but they're doing their best efforts to keep them as far away from the state as possible. Right now, Florida taxpayers are paying for Florida officials to secretly sneak around Texas and pick up migrants and ship them out to New York and California. Far away from us. They're not even coming to the Sunshine State. Some of these people don't even have Florida in their plans. And DeSantis has signed off on bills and financial plans that have allowed for us, taxpayers, to pay for flights to ship migrants out to random places. It's at a point where California and even parts of Texas are considering charges of kidnapping and human trafficking. Florida taxpayers, we're paying for this. And we're paying these politicians to pass these ridiculous bills. Now, the construction industry, as well as the agricultural industry, is pretty much in shambles because... The immigrants are leaving the state because they're afraid of being deported. We passed bills that are so ridiculous that if some of these illegal migrants get hurt, they can't even end up in the hospital because they could end up getting deported. That is how ridiculous it's gotten. I can't even drive around somebody who is illegal in my car for fears that I will be charged and that person will be deported if for whatever reason we get stopped. The cops, 
the hospitals, private schools, random dumb strangers that look at Brown as a, you know, as a villain. They can call and they can get these people deported and I can get charged for abiding. That is what has been passed in Florida. None of this is exaggeration. This is depressing shit. And that's not even to say about the anti-LGBTQ laws. That's also gotten ridiculous. We've reached the point in which the Republican Party is being run by these bigots. These extremist bigots that view the LGBTQ community as the enemy. Because that community predominantly votes Democratic. And under this two-party system... The MAGAs view them as the enemy and as the obstacle towards their attempts to reclaim the White House and keep the White House super white and super Christian. It's embarrassing behavior. I got into this terrible argument with family members that I will not speak, you know, directly. I will not mention who they are. But I got into this argument because... I was complaining about this person's comment because she had mentioned that all this, you know, this country is falling apart because God's been removed from the schools. And then I responded with, you do know that the vast majority of those who classify as Christians are voting for the very politicians that are creating these terrible bills that have resulted in the chaos that we're witnessing in this country. You do know that the reason why God would be removed from schools is because the people who support God are the ones causing the most damage. She didn't like that comment. And so she mentions that the church that she goes to is trying their best in helping these, you know, in helping the immigrants and helping the poor people because the churches do what the government cannot do. Her church supported one of the members of Mom for Liberty. And that woman who ran in one of the school boards, she got to win. Alicia Ferrand. That that relative's church supported a conservative group that has intense links to white supremacists. So what good is it for a church to have you know, food banks. What good is it for a church to help, you know, people who are on drugs? What good is it if you're still allowing for these terrible, crummy politicians to enter the church, ask for support, receive said support, and end up, you know, helping create these poisonous bills? Trevor Noah, his biography is banned from schools because of moms, because of these moms for liberty, because of these conservative Christians, the people that ask for support from my relative's church. So this is part of the reason why the whole, you know, prayer, you know, be sure to pray for for those who got injured in the shooting, for those who died, right? Thoughts and prayers. What good is it to tweet that if you won't actually commit to the actions? What good is it 
to be a church that prays for the fallen if you also allow the worst of the worst to come into your church and receive the help that they need to further their political agenda that creates this violence, that creates this bigotry. What good is it? That's why the thoughts and prayers thing continues to bother me. And that's exactly why you can't have God back, you know, in politics. You cannot have God in schools because there is a terribly wild interpretation of what the Bible says. There's a wild interpretation of what these people believe is the right moral thing. What is the right moral code? And these are the people that are poisoning Florida. DeSantis has been... The one thing that he's been slightly clever on is he's kind of hinted away from the religious aspects of his bills. He, The terms that he uses is the wokeisms. But basically, the type of America that he is trying to formulate is the extreme Christian white nationalist America that these people are rooting for. He doesn't outright say it, but this is, that's basically what he's trying to build. He's trying to build an America that vilifies the LGBTQ community, that does not want to receive any more immigrants, that does not want the country to diversify any more than what it's already you know, become. That is what DeSantis is building. And he started this out in Florida, which is a super diverse state. And DeSantis is trying to make it whiter and trying to make it, you know, white, you know, white richer, if that makes sense. Where basically it is a vacation haven for white Christian Americans to come down here, take advantage of the tax free, you know, the, you know, the lack of taxes and live in communities that is devoid of color. That is what they are aiming for. That is why books with black authors are being banned. The poem that was read, the beautiful poem that was read during Biden's inauguration is banned in schools in Miami because, you know, because of these fake people that are supposedly worried about the kids reading this content when they're actually connected to the Moms for Liberty and connected to the white supremacists. That's what they are. And all of this is connected. And all of this is leading up to the situation at hand in which they are going to struggle to find people to help with these construction projects. The agriculture industry is going to suffer. And because of the hatred that is being spewed, the tourism industry might be affected as well. It cannot be a coincidence that Disney decided to cancel the Lake Nona project, canceled the Star Wars Hotel, and there are future projects that might also be on the chopping block. Disney probably sees that there's blood in the water. They're not doing this just to stick it to DeSantis, although it is a benefit. They see that something is happening. Something is emerging. And it's a Florida that is looking worse and worse in the eyes of the rest of the country and ultimately the rest of the world. I worry about this state. I worry about the future of Florida. 
And I know there's many people like me that is also super worried about the increase in homelessness, the increase of violence, just the increase of anger that is existing in this state. We, we don't have to be like this. We weren't like this. I like to believe we were better. We're better than this. But unfortunately, as I've said, because of decades of efforts of these, you know, Republicans and a Democratic Party in Florida that just could not get over the hump, that could not recover from that crushing loss in 2018 when they backed Gilliam, who only lost by like a mere like 80,000 votes. That was the difference there. And as a reminder, that was the year that we passed the bill that would allow for former felons to vote. And up until that point, 25% of black Americans living in Florida could not ever vote. That's a huge chunk of the voting population. And that really would have tilted the scale if we had more people that showed up to vote. Look at everything that's happened since that really close loss. It's disappointing. And I think a reckoning is coming. I have secretly been finding ways to convince my parents to leave the state because it's just going to get worse. And my parents have sacrificed way too much and have already suffered way too much for them to put up with what's going to happen next. I don't want them to go through what I believe is going to happen within the, within the next few years here. I'm already in the thick of the fight. I love this state too much to to leave, but it is looking dire. I don't mean to be negative, but if you look around you, Floridians, it things are looking a little bit rough. We now have Republican politicians in South Florida holding town halls begging for the immigrant communities to stay because they didn't read the bills that they signed because they wanted to tote the party line. And as a result, there's going to be a few industries in Florida that might end up crashing completely unless that bill's overturned. But back to the prayer thing and the thoughts and prayers thing. You can't pray away this bill you can't pray away the bills that passed. That's what infuriates me the most when I get into these arguments about, you know, God will find a way or whatever. It's not enough to just wait on God. It's not enough to wait on others to do something. You do something. Register. Donate. And make sure that we don't make these same mistakes again when the next election cycle comes in. Prayer is not enough. It is not enough. If I had it my way, if I got to run this state, or if I got to run the country, this concept of tax, you know, tax-free churches, I'd eradicate it. Because we've reached a point in which this country does not understand its own dominant religion, collectively. There are way too many fake Christians in this country. And I think it's time to start taxing churches until the violence in the name of God can cease.
You have to remember that the fir- that um, one of the first assassinations of an abortion doctor happened here in Florida. So lo and behold, decades later, here we are also passing these extreme, you know, anti-abortion bills. It's all connected. And as I've said, it may all connect to the reckoning that will happen to this state if we don't start fixing things, start undoing this damage that was caused by this, you know, short-armed diet Trump wannabe president who is currently touring the country instead of serving the state that voted him in as governor. I'm tired of, you know, speaking bad news. I'm tired of it. I wish there'd be more positive news happening. And there are very good news happening in other states. You've seen all the changes happening in Minnesota and Michigan, all the all the great ideas coming out of California. But Florida, we are, it is looking dire. And until there's some better fresh blood up in Tallahassee, I don't see much improvement. I only see us digging deeper. My point of this, if anything, is like I said, be more politically active. Don't just pray it. Do something. Get to know your neighbors. Go explore some towns. Get to know other places of Florida. Try to build a better connection so we can stop fearing each other. So we can stop pondering what the other person might be thinking. Like, there's got to be a better sense of community in this state. If we can do that, we can start healing. We can start undoing some of this shit. But there are way too many fake Floridians, way too many fake Christians in this state that are vilifying the LGBTQ community, vilifying immigrants, vilifying Latinos, vilifying black people. Way too many of them. Way, way too many of them. It's gotta stop. I will pray for a better Florida, but at the same time, I will not be just simply, you know, sitting back and letting these things happen. We have to speak out against these things. <laughs> and I hope that I find an address of one of these town hall meetings. And I hope there's one close by around here. Because I'd love to crash one of these things and call out these Republicans that are trying to keep the immigrants here. So you want to pass the bill that vilifies immigrants and then you want to keep them here so that they can still do these jobs. Nah, man. Have a great night. I pray it gets better. Register to vote. Help your neighbor. Bye.